Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another amazing, epic, awesome, incredible, glorious episode of the Cryptomaniacs podcast. I'm John Go. That's Task. <clears throat> We're here for the party. Uh, I don't know about Task, but I like long walks on the beach, Yanni CDs, and um, oh, it's not a dating site. Sorry, guys. Wrong, wrong video. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, we're here for Friday's session, which means your question's answered. But before we do that, we got to uh, check in with uh, the good sir, see how he's doing. I'm sure things have changed drastically for you this week. I'm sure you are uh, pissed off at the world and not creating content anymore. No? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not pissed off the world because the crypto markets are up. And John, oh. you know, I, as well as you, live by every tick in the crypto market. Dude, I, I it's it's incredible. Like, I mean, it's 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 amazing. The crypto markets are up. I didn't even know that, but uh, I guess my my day has I, changed actually. Now. I I should say hives up. I don't know about the rest of the stuff. I, I don't think since we talked last, I think Bitcoin's flat, maybe even down. Uh, oh. Hive went on a run, almost almost crossed sixty the other day for some reason. And now no. it's hanging in the fifties. Now we're just <clears throat> now we're just sitting there. Hi, Boomy. Welcome. So, um, yeah, the week has uh, been cr pretty crazy for me. It's, I mean, everyone knows, I guess, not everyone, but a bulk of people know that I'm in the process of moving homes again. But this is it, definitely a process. It's not like a one weekend thing. We're stretching this out over time. But I, I don't wish this on my worst enemy, man. Uh, <laughs> this is just, you know, crazy. So, Here's the big question. Are you calling a lot of crap? I'm you, trying to throwing, throwing I'm, stuff out. Well, yes and no. It away or whatever. It, it my wife and I'm not going to try. I've tried to talk not too loud. She's she actually watched our show on Tuesday, so I'll probably get in trouble. She's probably watching right now, but she loves keeping stuff. Like I'll just I'll throw things away. Like I just if, if, order? if I, well, not really. Like it's not like we have a whole bunch of stuff, but it's just like there'll be like something there that is in a box and we haven't used for years. And I'll just be like, let's just toss it. Like, what's the what's the point? But anyways, she just, she likes keeping it. She's like, oh, that's great. That costs money. I'm like, yeah, it all costs money. It doesn't mean it's adding value to our lives right now. But yeah. Anyway. Nor that could you sell it for money either. Yeah, I, I did add value to our lives, though, this week. Did you see my post a couple of days ago with my uh, my purchase, my recent purchase? No. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I, I made a comment on Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, about yes. Uh, a dog starting to look like its owner. And yes. You, I couldn't tell which was which. I know. It's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back to being a Rottweiler owner, so I'm yes. extremely happy. I'm, yes. I've missed my Rottweiler ownership for the past four years, five years. So it's, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back on the good team. How, how's, how's the behavior is... is is she trained well or he? Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's 
what seven weeks old now, so she's just mm-hmm. a pop. Like, but she's she's great, you know, playful little thing. So, uh, so you know, we'll see how it goes. I got to, uh, you know, this is it's probably the worst time ever to get a new dog when you're in the process of moving. Uh, but that's the reason we got it. We wanted a farm dog. Like we wanted a, you know, my my wife's little dogs that are about this big. They're they're not scaring the coyotes away. Let's they're put it they're that they're way. just big rats. Big rats, right? And they, I don't know what purpose they serve. Sorry for everyone that likes little dogs. I still don't know what purpose they serve in the world. Yeah, like, I'm not I sure. Agree. I mean, I'm more I'm of a cat fan. person, but when a cat's bigger than the dog, what's the point of the dog? Well. We cats serve a purpose when you're living out there, right? They got to take care of the field mice, so yeah. they serve a purpose. What do the dogs do? They just sit there and yap. Anyways, I'm not going to get on my tangent about the the little dogs. Um, Let me ask you a question: Since your wife is now starting to watch the shows, do you still have your sofa in that house, or did you move it? Because if not, you may be sleeping on the floor. Yes. Well, yeah. The 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 sofa is still here, thankfully. So you might have a comfy place to sleep. Yeah, well, I got a new dog now, so I can, you know, the dog can always hang out with me at night, I guess. Yeah. Both can sleep on the floor the way it, way it sounded. <clears throat> yeah. Please forgive me. <laughs> Anyways, that's our banter for the day. How about some questions? How about some? Uh, oh, wait, you, you mean <laughs> this isn't, this is John's life show? No, no. I, oh. it's my, well, you're, I dude, my, you're my counselor, man. Like, you didn't know hey, Well, that. yeah, you know, uh, Dr. Task. I, I'm taking over for Dr. Phil. I like it. I like it. You're, you're, my, uh, you're, you're my shrink. Man. You're your therapist. Yes, yes. Oh, you can't use the word shrink anymore, right? It's not politically correct. It has to be therapist now. Well, I can't keep up. Uh, guys, we got your, your questions this week. And uh, pretty good turnout, too, for the questions. So we'll... Uh, we will dive right into it. Let me just make sure that for your for the live viewing audience, they can actually see things. Uh, Tass says he can't see things, but uh, he's he's dating himself, so it's okay. You know, it's just, so, your questions answered this week. First up, <clears throat> we've got <clears throat> Wealth Max. Excuse me, I'm coughing in your guys' ear. Hey, John, happy Friday. Why am I unable to post here on Peak D or over at CTP Talk? I have just recently started using both as my part of my daily routine. Perhaps I need to show a prolonged engagement on the sites in order to post. Please shed some light on this if possible. Thanks, Sean. Have a great weekend and go Oilers. Uh, very sad. Oilers lost last night. Uh, I'm very de- depressed about that, but it's okay. I would probably, I'm not, without diving into your account, Wealth Max, uh, I'm I'm willing to bet it's uh, resource credits and uh, hive power or the lack thereof. So uh, I'll double check your account. Um, and uh, well, let's let's do that right now. I'm just, I'm just going to go task. If you want to just um, yap away about this, I'll go and see if Wealth Max has resource credits. You, 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 while you're doing that, since you mentioned the Oilers, the, the New York Rangers are facing off against the two-time defending Yes. NHL Stanley Cup champions, the Lightning. Now, yes. the one question that I have is how the hell do you have hockey, which is the seems to be the national sport of Canada, and the two-time defending champs are from Florida. Yes. They leave the arena and go to the beach. Yes. 
How is that possible? And, and and what's crazy about Tampa Bay is that the the Lightning are basically forming a dynasty right now. Like you're gonna say Chicago Bulls basketball, you know. You're gonna say oh, are they the Montreal good? Canadiens hockey? Uh, now you're gonna say the Tampa Bay Lightning as a dynasty. Because I I found it. I I did look this up one day, and Florida, the state of Florida, has more Stanley Cups. And this was going back like a year ago, so the, the Lightning only had one. Now they've added a second. But between the Florida uh, – what tells the name of their team? Uh, Panthers. Panthers. Between the yeah. Panthers and the Lightning, Florida has more Stanley Cups since like 2000 than all of Canada. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, – I think it's 1993 or 1992 since uh, Canada – a Canadian team has won. Stanley Cup, that would have been the Montreal Canadiens. Well, who's left? You got the Canadians, the uh, Oilers, and uh, the Maple Leafs, right? That's it? Oh, we got a lot. We got the Vancouver Canucks. We got the Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Winnipeg Jets, Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Ottawa Senators. Winnipeg the Ottawa Jets, Senators, they left. They moved. No, nah, man, they're still there. They could be fired to the moon for all I care, but, um, you know, yeah. I thought the Jets went somewhere. Mm. Like. Yeah, yeah, no. The Jets, the Jets went to uh, Phoenix. They became the Coyotes, uh, but then the Atlanta team, the Atlanta Thrashers, failed, and they moved that franchise to Winnipeg. Oh, so there's no team in Atlanta. No, no more team in Atlanta. That was a failed experiment. <laughs> that was the second failed experiment because in Atlanta, the yeah. Flames used to be in Atlanta too, way back when. Yes, sir. Yep. I didn't. I didn't know the the thresh. Like I wouldn't know the name anyway. But I didn't know the team in Atlanta failed it. When did they move? That was probably almost a decade ago. I think. Oh shit! Like it's been it's been a minute. Yeah. Shows you how up on mm. hockey I am. It's okay. It's okay. Just just you should only care when a Canadian team wins the cup. That's it. So, yeah. No. I really. I just watch with a, a glancing eye to see if the Rangers win. And if they lose, I really won't give a They're shit. They're doing good, man. I'm cheering for them. It's, they it's they won the first game, so yeah, man. It, it, healthy NHL means the Rangers are doing good, in my opinion. So, um, yes. Yeah, so wealth max. Uh, that was a resource credit thing. So what I did is I delegated 25 hive power to you, so you you have enough now to go and post on Peak D. So how it works on Hive is that you need to have Hive power or Hive staked onto the blockchain to basically prove uh, that you're invested in the blockchain so you can use it. Because it costs money to use this thing. Um, I always use the example, if you're going, to, you're going to Facebook, you might think it's free, but your information is being sold. There's ads being served to you, so your account isn't free. That's how Facebook pays the bandwidth, pays their server bills, et cetera, et cetera, through advertising, through public trading etc cetera, etc cetera. well on a blockchain it's different it still costs money to use this stuff it still costs you know bandwidth it still costs server resources the whole nine how do you do that on on a decentralized blockchain like hive you do that through powering up your hive so um without getting too much into what happened just now i basically delegated i loaned you 25 hive power you can go use the account now, and the more you use the system now, the more Hive power you will generate from the inflation and the rewards pool on Hive. So the more you use it now, the more you'll be able to uh, generate more Hive power to to use the blockchain. Is that pretty good? Is that, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. 
B-plus yeah, explanation. Not bad. Not bad. I'm, I'm going to be something one day. Task. My mom said I was going to be something one day. So. Yeah, no. My mom said the same thing. She lied. <laughs> they got to they gotta say these nice things because we're their kids, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Uh, Lisa is up. Uh, she said, could the changes that were made on Keychain have anything to do with the picture I put in the account profiles not showing up? Yeah. Uh, sometimes APIs need to get catch up. They need to do this, that, and a third. Your picture is showing up, though. I see it there. But uh, if you did change it and it's not showing to what uh, you're used to or what you thought it would be, just give it a day or so. Um, you know, ninja kick it, and it should be good to go. Uh, it it could be the image server that uh, that uh, blog uses because everybody yeah. feeds into the same image server. Yeah. So uh, I would just ninja kick it, give it a day or two, and you should be good to go. But if that's the picture you're looking for, it's, it's right there. Your picture is up unless you changed it. If you did, oh, boy. We should go call management of Hive. <laughs> Dial the CEO. Dial the CEO. The CEO, you are on the line. Uh, yeah, that's that should uh, fix itself in a day or so. If the if it is image server and the APIs just need to play catch up, so hope that helps. Tom is up. That's Alente. He says, "Can you talk a little bit about the difference between staking and delegating, and what are the pros and cons?" That's actually a really good question because it kind of ties in with what Wealth Max uh, what we just yeah. described with the resource credit. So. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. Tass, you want to uh, you want to take the take the bull by the horns here? Or? Well, delegating is letting somebody use your resources uh, in the sense of uh, you delegate your hive power to this individual. This individual now has access to the blockchain to a much greater degree than he did before. Uh, or you could delegate to, let's say, Leo Voter which then does curation using your high power. Uh, they also use that to claim accounts. And in return for that delegation, you get um, Leo. However, to get that high power, you theoretically have to stake the high first. Now, obviously, if it's from rewards, they come in and it's high power. But high power is actually high stake. When you go into staking in DeFi into a liquidity pool or something like that, you're doing something very similar to delegation. It's just you're you're looking for an ROI. Right. Depending on what you're getting involved in, though, like in a liquidity pool, you could lose your high and get more of whatever the other the alternate token is. So, like if you go in the P Hive Polycub liquidity pool. And you put a thousand hive in there, just thrown out a number. Uh, over time, depending on the back and forth in the pool, you might end up with seven hundred hive. But you will have more if you started out with five thousand polycub. You would end up with whatever six thousand or seven thousand polycub. So you'd end up with more polycub and less hive. Uh, with delegation, you don't do that. In fact, delegation, the amount that you delegate ends up growing it over time as per the adjustment for the inflation. So whatever it is, 2.9%, 3%. So your delegated high power will actually grow by the 3% because you still 
own it. Uh, also, on-chain governance with high power, that gives you the ability to um, still utilize that because you own the high power. You can use it for governance. Uh, and the final thing is the curation. Uh, when you uh, stake these tokens, whether it's LEO, you uh, end up being able to curate. When you stake your hive and make it high power, you're able to curate. Obviously, if you take it and you put Hive uh, onto some type of DeFi platform, you're not getting any curation rewards because you're using Liquid Hive and then swapping it or bridging it or doing something of that nature. So, you know, they're similar but but different. Uh, delegation is something that is rather unique to Hive. Uh, you're not going to see that. You can stake Bitcoin, you can stake Ethereum, but you can't really <clears throat> delegate it to my understanding. And that's kind of tied into the proof of brain concept. You know what I always, when, when delegating, how I explained it, and I, I did a few videos in ClickTrack Profit when we introduced our members to Hive. I said it was like basically you becoming an angel investor. Um when you delegate to projects and i know perfect example is is what you did with activit i mean you were one of the first guys to delegate to activit so you in 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 a sense invested in that company nothing out of your pocket which was pretty cool but you helped that project grow so delegation actually turns you into a little angel investor where you can run around and and support projects you like with your hive power um and then sometimes not only do you get, like you said, that 3% return um, for the year, but sometimes some of them even offer higher returns. They send you Hive. They send you their their token. Um, there's other things that you can do. So, I mean, one of the things I do is is I delegate a big chunk of my Hive power to Leo Voter uh, because obviously I'm, I'm a fan of Leo. But what it does for me is that every single day I'm getting about 50 Leo a day in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Nothing out of my pocket. So not only am I getting that three percent of the hive power that I that I staked, but I'm delegating that hive power to a project that I believe in, and in return, I'm getting that three percent a year. But I'm also getting—I don't even know what the APR is for that—but I'm getting fifty Leo a day put into my account every day, like clockwork. Um, sixteen percent. Sixteen percent. I mean where do you find that like you don't like this is and and like you said this is unique to hive it's it's definitely one of the th sneaky cool plays on hive is is delegating to projects that uh offer high roi and stuff like that so you become your own little banker your own little investment firm mm -hmm. you know so good question though hope that helps tom but um what are the pros and cons to it i, I mean I guess the biggest the the con is is that when you delegate highly so when you delegate your hive power to someone, you no longer have control you have control of it, but you are delegating that hive power. So if you're upvoting um, someone at a hundred hive power and you delegate fifty to to someone else, you're only now curating at the fifty, not the hundred. So you're delegating. That's the the con, I guess. But hopefully the pros outweigh it because, like we said, you delegate and you're getting three percent plus whatever they're giving you 16 percent in the uh, case of leo voter so mm -hmm. no real cons to be honest but i'm biased yeah. there you go good question 
Iron Shields up. In listeners, will there ever be an option to edit or cancel a mail that's already been sent? Um, <laughs> probably not. And and this is something that I learned. If anyone reads my emails this week, uh, it might have been a good idea to edit something because I sent out an email without a subject line. Well, most emails that don't have subject lines obviously say no subject in it, but also go into filters and trash compactors that Gmail has. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be great, but it's the, the way that the process... But, is but you're not going I, through Gmail. No, 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 no. I, no, no. The email I sent wasn't through listeners. It was a, oh. it was a, it was a email oh. from the ClickTrack Profit account. Gotcha. So Sorry. an admin email going out to the members, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, um, no, nothing, nothing, nothing sent because the way it is, as soon as you press send, it gets queued. Um, but I, I, I don't think so. And I, I don't want to speak for Blaine because obviously he's the brains behind the operation. Uh, and if I'm speaking for him, that would be pretty lousy for us guys. Just saying we would. Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't think that's on the horizon. But I do know how annoying it is when you press send. And you're like, oh, damn. Um, so I would, I would double check, um, that you want to press send before you do, um, proof it, just make sure it's good to go. But it's definitely something I have always wanted. Um, but I don't know technically if we can do it. The old carpenter adage, measure twice, cut once. Yep. Review two, three times, hit send once. <laughs> Yes, yes, review, review, press send. Yeah. So um, someone else showed up on the, the questions today. Do you see who this is here? I can't see that. Shit. Well, it says John G. Olson. Um, oh, you asked yourself a question? I asked myself a question because... Um, Do you know the answer? <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's my rant. Um, uh, pull up your seat, man. Um, kick your feet up. Uh, enjoy it because we are about to go deep into drama land. John wants to know, what does he think? <laughs> I'm talking to myself in the third person. Uh, what do I think of the new Splinterlands reward system and the way it's all set up? It's arguably the worst freaking thing known to mankind. Uh, I hate it. I think it's stupidity. Um, it's awful. I got through my, not even daily quests anymore. Uh, they're not daily quests anymore. They're called focus quests. So now instead of being able to sit down, enjoy a game or two of Splinterlands, do your daily quest in 30 minutes or something, get your rewards and move on, now they throw you into this 24-hour block where you have to play the game, and as many times as you win through that game, you get a reward after the 24 hours. So it's not for casual people. This is not for someone. Yeah, exactly. I see your face because this is what it that's what I thought when I first read it was like, what are they doing? Uh, they want more people to play. They don't want people just to do their little five daily quests and then go about their business. They want people to basically spend all day on Splinterlands. It's insane. Um, actually have baby Rottweilers to take care of. Oh, yeah. And a couple of kids too. throw and babies. Them in. Oh, no. Yeah, life and and basically the only way for you to win at this is being incredibly good at it, spending five hours. I did a quest yesterday. I, I decided to give it a try. I was on it probably, I'd say 30 to 50 matches. That takes a while. 
Like that's that's probably two to three hours worth of gaming. And I got three rewards chests. That's it out of that. Back before they did this change, I would spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes max every day, do my five rewards and get up to 10 to 15 rewards chests. Why they're doing this blows my mind. I get it. You want to increase activity. You want people. So don't take away the thing that casual gamers enjoyed. Don't take that away. Add to it. Incentivize them to keep playing. But don't take away one of the best parts about it where you can sit down, have a cup of coffee, have a cup of tea, enjoy the game experience for 10, 20 minutes a day, and then go about your business. Now to even get like it's 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 mind blowing to me that they thought this would be a good idea. But again, this is why they get paid the billions of dollars that they're making, uh, and we are sit there. I literally task. I kid you not. I got a reward for I think it was eighty DEC. So that's approximately like what maybe four cents, something like that. So I spent three to four hours of my day yesterday. And got four cents in rewards. You spend three to four hours a day commenting on Leo Finance. Hell, my upvotes alone would give you a few bucks. I, I'm. I, I'm. I'm sure I'm not alone because I. I. I um, Mawit zero seven. I think that's his name. I destroyed his name. I'm sure, but he made a post yesterday. It said the exact same thing. He's like, at first, it seemed like such a good idea. You're incentivizing people to play. And now, you're basically incentivizing people to not play. Like, I'm incentivized to never open up Splinterlands. I just got my little airdrops, and there's only like 40 more days left in, left in those. So, what am I doing? What am I going to do? Uh, apparently, his rental income went way down because people are just there. There's no point in, in renting anymore. Not everyone's going to play. So I really hope maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe this has become a massive success and people are so excited about it. I really hope they've got their ear to the street and they look at their metrics. And if they don't see a drastic increase worth it, they should probably relook at this decision of theirs because they get paid the big bucks. I'm a nobody. I get it. They are the darlings of the play-to-earn space. But it's not play-to-earn now. It's play-to-go-to-debt, I guess. Um, anyways, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I, I, I take it you really wanted to bring this up today. Yes, yes. Because I was debating last night. Dude, I was debating last night. Should I make a post about it? And and I was like, you know what? No, it'll be pretty good, you know, discussion points for the for the show. Um it's just it's it's frustrating, man. Uh, I love this game. I, I think it's such a great experience, but they've taken that away from the casual player. Um, the casual player is not going to invest hours and hours and hours a day playing this game. They just won't. So you you take you take away a big chunk of your 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 audience, your your customer base when you're 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 focusing on like it's it's three or four hours for three rewards chests and it wasn't like i didn't even get a card and it's not like i got some podunk little account i got i got an account i got an account of like a million collection power um you know i'm in gold levels like i couldn't even imagine what the people in bronze and silver are thinking if i took me all that time to get three rewards 
and I'm supposed to be tiered up because I'm in gold. What are they going through? So, anyways. <sighs> Hope that answers your question, John. <laughs> I didn't see a question in there. No. He's just, what did I think of it? Yeah. Anywho, let's see what NFT BBG says. He wants to know, what can you say about an all-knowing guy who provides no alternative and yet argues that in Web3, the clueless are the ones providing the exit liquidity for the whales? Um, uh, first of all, name names, man. Like, let's know. This is news gossip and scandal hour. Um, I don't know. Um I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess this is some um, crypto person saying that uh, Web3, uh, we're all clueless and providing exit liquidity. I think what's happening is more of the um, the Luna stuff is providing uh, liquidity and exit opportunities for the whales. Uh, it's hardly the Web3 stuff, um, the true Web3 stuff like Hive. I, I would say it's more of the Luna drama that's providing the the exit of you know potential for for these people so but i don't know do you know anything about this what he's referring to well i mean basically uh, without knowing the particulars of what this individual's referring to uh it sounds like typical bitcoin maximalist is maximalist bullshit Yes. Um, that, you know, Web3 is just a scam and everything's just a scam and there's Bitcoin and that's it. Yeah. Um, the reality of the situation is if you understand what our monetary system is, if you understand what money is, if you understand what how the banking system works, if you understand all of this stuff, if you understand what deflationary money is really and what life under deflationary money does, uh, you realize how f asinine these viewpoints are. Mm. Um, does that mean that there's a lot of shit in crypto that is just outright trash? Of course. I mean, uh, I'm not going to deny that. It's just like the dot-com era. A lot of the stuff that was funded and projects that got millions of dollars during the dot-com bubble um they were nothing they were you know we didn't use that term but they were basically rug pulls yeah. you know some harvard dropout says he's building an app and he gets 10 million bucks um with no intention of building the app so uh you know that's a lot of what you get in these these periods of of mass technological transformation uh, and when you look at, listen to the people like Mark Andreessen, uh, you know, granted, he's a tried and true VC guy, but he was also there uh, in the early days of the Internet and the, the construction of the original, uh, some of the original protocols for the Internet and Netscape and stuff like that. You know, he has a vast understanding of this stuff. Now, you can disagree with, with his VC funding and all that other stuff all you want. But, you know, the simple fact of the matter is a guy like that is putting in billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. I think I think they just raised three and a half or four and a half billion dollars to throw into Web3. 
they're not doing that, and he's not putting his his firm's reputation on the line for nothing. And so, you know, the liquidity that's being provided now, of course, that liquidity is not going to uh, to tokens. I mean, that liquidity is going to developers. It's going to to entrepreneurs, it's going to project teams. So, you know, he is a true VC. So keep that in mind. We're talking about, from what I read, uh, based upon the question, we're talking about different uh, scenarios. But the only thing getting back to the question that I can say is, trust me when I tell you, most people in general, and it's worse in crypto, most people are ignorant about how all this stuff works. The people in crypto go a step further because not only are they ignorant, they're obtuse about it because they think they know. And the reality is for 30 years, the gold bugs have been wrong. For 10 years, the Bitcoin maxis have been wrong. Uh, you know, Bitcoin's a wonderful innovation. Bitcoin has its place. Bitcoin is decentralized. I give kudos to Bitcoin. I don't di dispute the potential prices that people put out there for bitcoin because it is possible but don't make no mistake when when people like andreessen and his partner sit there and say yeah we tried to build on bitcoin and it failed miserable they're telling you something because mm -hmm. not only are these people vcs they're also uh they they also sit there and code projects and have coded projects and done it successfully in the past so they have an idea of what they're looking at and mm -hmm. uh, so you know, does that mean that there's not going to be more Lunas and Terra UST and, and all that other stuff? Yes, there are going to be failures and some of them will be epic. Uh, we had to go through Mount Gox to realize that we needed something different. Uh, you know, we had to go through the ICO circus to realize we need something different. Uh, and we recently or I guess you could say still are going through the NFT circus. NFT has wonderful po possibilities. I don't see a lot of possibilities with what I've seen out there now. And to go one step further, we're seeing a lot of that with the DAOs. There's going to be a lot of wonderful stuff that comes out of DAOs. A lot of what we're seeing right now is just bullcrap. And there's no two ways to, to there, there, there's no way to dress that up. It's bullcrap. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean the potentiality of DAOs is not enormous. And a lot of innovation, experimentation, will see in the next five years some wonderful things out of DAOs. But there's mm -hmm. going to be some train wrecks there too. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, NFT, if you uh, want to really stir the pot, let me know who the all-knowing guy is. I would love to read some of that, that comment stuff. But yeah, you're probably right. It's probably a Bitcoin maximalist. These guys are awful. <laughs> they're a plague well, they, they they look at the monetary system and, and they look at the the gold standard myth and, and they look at the world like you know money changed starting in 1913 with the introduction of the fed you mm. know the monetary the credit-based monetary system that we're operating under started in the the uh 15th century uh, this, the 16th century. I mean, you're looking at five, 600 years of credit-based monetary system. This is nothing new. Mm -hmm. There you go. Thank you for the question, though. 
Dev presses up. How do you build engagement in CTP tribe in the CTP tribe of Hive? What are some do's and don'ts uh, on what not to do with CTP tribe engagement? Uh, it's well, like I, I, I can tell you for both John and I learned the hard way. If you look like us, do not put your profile pic of you right. in a thong bathing suit. That is a bad idea. And we doubled down and we put it in all our posts and that didn't work out so well. Yeah. We got some down votes, except for Blaine. Blaine, for some reason, upvoted both of us when we did that. So Blaine, I don't know Blaine what that means. It. Yeah, but, Blaine enjoyed it. Well, you know, I mean, he, he, he he's he, he's a uh, PC type guy, I think. Uh, you know, when I think of Blaine, I think of PC. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine has no filter. It's great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you build engagement? It's like any tribe, uh, add value. And, and what does yeah. add value mean? Go and buy a bunch of tokens. No, it means go and literally engage with people, talk to people, comment, make the post, use the tag, use the tipping bot. Uh, I mean, just, just do use the features of the tribe, get into the discords, get into the telegrams. Um, in the CTP tribe, for example, we have multiple programs. We have listeners, we have click track profit, we have starting today, we have hive pay, we got the hive guy, we got all these different products and services. Poke around, learn them, ask questions about it. That's specifically what I would do if I was trying to build my reputation up and engagement on hot on CTP. I would poke around where everyone else is, I would hang out where they're hanging out. Um, but the don'ts, yeah, like Taz said, don't put a picture of you in a thong bikini up. Well, they, unless yeah. do it if you can do justice if, to a thong bikini. <laughs> right, yeah. If 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 that's your thing and, and you're and you're working yeah. with what your mama gave you, fine. But um for Task and I, probably not a good idea. But probably not a good idea. You know, it it I listen. If you see Jimmy Adams' post, comment on it. Right. If you see John's post, comment on it. If you see Eliana's post, comment on it. See who has the stake in CTP and get involved with those people. Those are the movers and shakers for the most part, if they have stake in their active and they're commenting in the people that I mentioned, hell, I see their posts over on Leo Finance. So I know they're posting in CTP. Comment, get involved, because guess what? The people who comment on their posts also will start to see your name. And that's what it starts with, recognition. And yeah. John talks about this all the time with the content creation. One of the reasons why he was attracted to Hive is the big fish in the small pond. Now, even if you're a small fish, fish in a small pond, you can become a bigger fish much easier than you can do on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. Exactly. And so this is where it's at. Now, the tribes make it a lot easier than it did on Hive. Hive, you're mixed in with the photography people and the natural medicine people and the STEM people and the, the, the gaming people. On CTP, you have a niche, like John just said, there's a lot of other tools, you know, go and get involved in listeners, get your CTP, get it staked over on listeners so you can build up your emails. And even if you're only sending out an email once a week to, you know, a thousand people or whatever it is, or a thousand emails, you know, you get 50 or 60 people or 30 people who read them. Those are going to be your high people. And that's 30, 40, 50, 60 people 
people your name, your post is in front of. And a, a few of them may take it seriously. A few of them may comment. And especially if you're doing the other things, you're showing up in John and Eliana's posts and commenting and engaging, you're, you're going to be remembered. And you can't do it just for one or two days. Do that for the next three months, four months, and then you won't be asking questions like that. Yep. Adding value, and it doesn't necessarily mean going and buying stuff. It's putting value into the community. So good question. My Path to Fire has uh, a couple questions, which are great. When is Blaine back on? And he spelt Blaine properly. Woo! That's uh, definitely impressive. Well, the, the way our, our sign-ups are going this month, we might have to have Blaine this month. I don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Blaine will be our surprise guest. We 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 won't announce it to the community. We'll just all of a sudden he'll be here one day. He's um Blaine's biggest fan. Yeah, exactly. I'm Blaine's biggest fan secretly. Um, so I'm sure he'll be back on very soon. Uh, here's an interesting question: What are you task most excited about on Hive right now? What is your pick if you had to pick one thing? Oh shit! Uh, that that's hard to answer because it's impossible to answer because most of the stuff that excites me are forecasts. Uh, obviously, I've been following Speak Network for a long time. That is super exciting. Those guys are making great progress, but you know it might be another six to nine months down the road. Ragnarok's probably a year down the road. CyberX, that holds great potential. I've said it, you know, when Blaine was on, I think what John and, and Blaine are doing is is wonderful, but that's a long-term process. They're not going to have anything out in, in the next week or the next month or the next two months that's necessarily earth-shattering, but it, it's all evolutionary. Listener, it's now this mm -hmm. stumble upon app. When that gets released, that adds another layer that I think it's just all advancement. I, I think, you know, the RC credits, I think HBD, there's just so many nuggets of, of cool stuff. But, you know, how quickly does it happen? I mean, if you want to put me, me to pick one thing, I, I'll say the same thing I've been saying for going on two years now. Project Blank. Is my is the most exciting thing I think there is on Hive, but that's kind of like John talks about with unicorns. It's like, okay, where are they? Where where's Project Blank? We've heard about it, we know it, we've seen it, we live it, we love it, but wait, it, have we really? It's kind of an illusion. It's like an acid trip. It's like, mm. did I really see that? Does it really exist? You know, we're hallucinating, maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe Cal is just brainwashing us all. I don't know. Um, you know, oh, by the way, if, if if I can do a little plug here, did you see the community page feature on Leo Finance, John? I I was, uh, I did, I did scan it and I was aware of it also because of crypto Twitter and people were talking about it on crypto Twitter. So uh, this is apparently going to be quite the fun little addition to the uh, finance community. Yeah, what, what the goal is for those who don't know <clears throat> is... Uh, you can go in and set up pages. So what they did is they went on. The first one they set up was ThorChain. The second one was Splinterlands. And it's a community. It's a page where those posts will show up. There, there are moderators. So they're like Neil McSpadden is a moderator for Splinterlands. Uh, 
obviously Neil has uh, a lot of uh, dedication and incentive to Splinter Lands. But here's a way where you can, uh, it, it, it's basically uh, filtering content even more instead of showing up in the general Leo finance area, which it still does. Now you can go to the Splinterlands page and, and see the Splinterlands stuff. Uh, obviously, Splinterlands is high base, so it doesn't have much of an outreach, you don't think. But think of the idea of ThorChain. Think of the idea of Tesla. Think of the idea of uh, technical analysis. Think of the idea of, you know, anything you can think of, uh, you know, gambling, esports, whatever it has to do with cryptocurrency or finance or money or anything like that. Think of its own page and think of the capabilities to go out to the Polygon people or the Avalanche people and say, listen, instead of posting all that shit on Medium, here's a page that's dedicated on a crypto-based Web3 application that you can utilize. Mm. The idea is to attract more outside people to get increased, not only readership, but obviously to attract more monthly users. And I think the goal that's set out is to go from five or six hundred to twenty five hundred monthly users by the end of the year, which is going to have to incur pulling people in from the outside. But again, if you get something that is really exciting, like Apple stock, and you have an Apple stock page, you know, or Tesla page, you know, where people can come and talk about Tesla and post about Tesla, you know, that 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 could be a real interesting proposition. I need a page for Starlink. That's what I need a page for. Starlink. There you go. I mean, that really is. Excuse me. I was muted myself because I was sneezing like crazy. Didn't want you guys to hear all that. Um, good question, though. There you go. That's. I uh, hope that answers the question. Pass is most excited about the forecasts of what's going on. So. And the magical unicorn that is uh, uh, Project Blank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our print is up. Being an analytical type of guy, I like manipulating data. Where can I find a historical pricing data of all on all hive coins in an Excel format? Uh, buddy, I have no idea. You can don't think you can. Can you? No, no. That that's there there. Here's another app that uh I forget who the hell's bringing it out. Uh but there there is gonna be an app that's gonna that that's setting up a coin gecko type. Site. Oh yeah, yeah, Hiveland. Hiveland. Is yeah. Dow is Dow's involved in that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think Dow's might be involved in that. Yep. Yeah, that that's what's coming. So nothing right now, but it's being built. Yeah, I think, I, I think if you want something like that, you have to go through and, and search the Hive Engine blockchain chain and pull yeah. all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's coming. It's not there yet. And finally, Arcane is up. He's got two questions. Is there a benefit to creating posts in multiple communities? So many nerd share posts. Uh, so many nerd share posts from multiple communities. Is there a benefit to creating posts in multiple communities? Um, as long as like you're talking to the community, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like if you're talking about Splinterlands in STEM Geeks, probably not a good idea. 
Um, but if you're talking about the investment side of Splinterlands and Leo Finance, that works. Um, that's what I would do. I'd just make sure that the the topic is is to the community. Um, if if you're posting to multiple communities, that's fine. Just make sure that the topic is because I post things in Leo Finance, but I made my Rottweiler post two days ago. I didn't put that in Leo Finance because it's got nothing to do with finance, uh, other than it's going to cost me an arm and a leg to feed the stupid thing. Uh, just joking. I love the animal, uh, but th- that that's like tag abuse. So um, I, I yeah. think there's no problem with posting in different communities, just make sure that the content is relevant. Yeah. And if you're, uh, and be honest with you, if you're, if you're posting in CTP, you probably should always be using Leo finance tag because they align so much. I mean, if it's appropriate in CTP talking about online business or affiliate marketing or marketing in general, or, you know, anything like that, that's applicable in Leo Finance because Leo Finance deals with finance, cryptocurrency, business, things of that nature. Right. Uh, now, like John said, if you throw something about uh, marketing out there in STEM, probably not acceptable. Um, mm-hmm. If you're talking about Splinterlands, and we see this all the time, people talk about their battles in Splinterlands. Well, that doesn't belong in Leo Finance, but now that there is a Splinterlands page, now that's really up to those people. So it's kind of expanding the scope a little bit of um, of what Leo Finance includes. But be mindful that if you are in the general splinter, which every post that goes into the community is in the general Leo Finance pool, you could have your ass downvoted if you're posting about, you know, oh, oh well, look, I got this wonderful Splinterlands card or whatever. And you know, somebody looks at that and says, you know, this isn't, you know, appropriate for Leo finance. But if you're in, if you're posting in CTP, you should be using the Leo finance tag. And in my opinion, vice versa, if it's applicable for Leo finance, if you're again, Mm. I don't think if you're posting, you know, the results of your battle in Leo finance, that's applicable for Leo finance, let alone CTP. Mm. Um, And you can sit there and say, well, my business is, is playing play to earn well fine if that's the case write up how you run your play to earn business like we talked about with raven on here don't 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 post on leo finance or ctp about your music or post your music post about the business of being in the music business right you know post from that aspect and the web3 opportunities for a music creator that is is stuff that you can post and that's business that's ctp that's leo finance i mean those two parallel each other wonderfully um you know but like john said when you post a picture of your of of your your dog or your cat or your kids i mean that's applicable it's appropriate high pop content but that doesn't belong in ctp or leo finance belongs on peak d respect the tag that's it. Yeah. That's the that's the, uh, the 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 hashtag right there. Respect the tag. And, and, and why you would do that, I don't think we even asked, answered the damn question. Why you would do that? The advantage is first off, a it increases your chances of growing your following because now you're tapping into. There's people who, who are on CTP who don't read Leo Finance and vice versa, so you can increase your reach and increase your following. 
The second thing is you earn more rewards. You get CTP and you get Leo and you'll get Hive and, and HBD or what, however, if you're 50-50. So now you get more rewards, which of course, then you can build your stake in those communities if you want, or you can swap you know, your Leo out for CTP if you're more inclined to build your CTP base or whatever you want to do. There you go. Hope that helps. And he had a second question here. He said, I read a post by uh, Adrian and he it was titled, How to Improve Your Curation If You Had Low Hive Power. And he says, what you should do instead is to vote on a post uh, instead if it is above the def, if they are above the dust threshold or you believe they will be. And within the first 24 hours, no need to slash your curation rewards unnecessarily by voting after the first day. Is it true that you should not vote after the first 24 hours? That's the question. Well, there, there is a decrease after 24 hours. I don't know what it is. Uh, so he is certainly correct there that uh, it's there's no longer the five-minute window. So you just have to vote, vote within the first 24 hour, hours. Now, again, this applies only to your hive. This does not apply to the, the hive engine token. Um but in the first 24 hours after that, there is a decline. So he's right on that. And there also is a dust threshold for Hive. I think the post has to be 0.02 Hive power or higher or 0.02 rewards or higher. So, again, if you are going to just vote on a comment and you do not have enough um high power to push that comment over 0.02, then don't vote on it if there is zero upvotes. Now, if you see a post that, let's say I voted because my my upvote threshold on comments, I set it so it's above the dust level, then you can pile on and you'll get 50% of your upvote value. Uh, but yes, that is a, a very insightful way to ensure you are not dusting your upvotes hmm. there you go hope it helps yeah i remember when the rewards is at that five minutes that was, was pretty crazy um trying to get in there so you'd maximize your curation but um yeah yeah yeah, yeah go with the auto voters yeah you go with the auto voters it's the only way to maximize your your return for the curation so the 24 hours is is definitely a lot better no stress. It's less stress. There you go, man. We got through the questions. Uh, what do you got planned for the weekend, man? You're going to uh, take it easy, put your feet up, retire off of your uh, fruits of your labor or no? Well, with, with how crypto's gone the last six months, uh, there's no retiring on crypto these days. It's uh... When... Go get your job at McDonald's, man. Well, that yeah. that's what we all have to mm -hmm. avoid. So that that's where... I, I did a, a post, and, and you've done these in the past. I've done a, I did a post this week of how to survive the bear market, and you know I, I did a correlation between the peak that I had in January 2018, which was about 100, 180 grand, give or take, and my peak this bull market was over a million, and mm. uh, so. You know, that's how you do it. You keep filling the bags and you fill the bags during the bull runs, but you fill the bags during the bear runs. And, uh, you know, however long this bear market lasts, 
um, it will end at some point. And I think it's important to have more in our holdings that, uh, you know, because when the bull, bull kicks off and I mean, hell, if you add 50 percent to your Bitcoin holding, let's say, well, guess what happens if Bitcoin gets to 66,000? You got 50 percent more in USD value than you did before. And mm-hmm. it, it's simple math. So keep growing that high power, keep growing that STEM or that Leo or that CTP or the listeners or whatever tokens you believe, your Ethereum, your Polygon or your Matic, I should say, your Bitcoin, whatever, whatever co- coins you believe in long term, keep filling them up because uh, then when the bull returns, your 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 USD or your Euro value, whatever uh, fiat currency you bring it to, it's going to be a lot more valuable. There you go. We did it. Another episode in the bag. Thank you guys for all your questions. Uh, really good ones. Uh, appreciate it uh, for your participation. Without you guys, these Friday sessions are pretty boring. So you'd have to stare at us all for an hour and you know. Or listen to us if you're listening to the podcast. So thank you guys for adding a ton of value to our and show. Show up Tuesday. We got Tuesday. Brian of London is our guest. Mr. Brian. Mr. Value for Value App and Podpink. And maybe he will re- give us some great insights or some Ooh. new new stuff that isn't out there. Who knows what he'll he'll be saying. Definitely a fan of the good sir. So thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Uh, be sure to give this, uh, podcast, a listen, a like, a follow, a subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you're on hive, uh, you know, you don't need to upvote us, just comment. That's our reward. Your comments. So thank you guys for coming. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Tuesday. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 